Welcome, everybody. It's the Lakeland Sports Guys. I'm Tom Carroll, Chris Cox. We've got the coach, Dan Spivey. And we are coming to you from a new sponsor being Michelle's Pizza in McCormick. And I can tell you that the Philly sandwich here is just as good as the 52 in hours. Uh, right well, then and there. <laughs> I was going to say, Chris might ought to move this chair down here toward me because that pizza I ate, it's kind of like Thanksgiving. You know, now you're ready to get in the, the lazy boy and kick back and take a nap. I lost a bet, by the way. I said you would try pizza. I Did lost you? a bet, yeah. Well, I couldn't pass it. You well, know, if I know you in Philly. Philly. I'm going to yeah, get a yeah. Philly. I know you yeah. in the Philly. And that's good because they I'm telling you. I'll get the pizza next time. Yeah, I'm telling you, it ain't a bad thing down here. So, <laughs> Willie likes good. the meatballs, though. That and the, yeah, and the French fries are absolutely delicious oh, man, to they, go with. They are to die for. I so. cut those for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take you back there. So. Always a pleasure to have you along with us. Got a lot to talk about today. We're going to get into uh, a lot of the high school stuff here in just a moment. But we've got Erskine and Lander going at it in baseball. First game of the season right. taking place at Erskine. Right now it's 3-2 in favor of the Flying Fleet. And we'll give you details on the scoring and how all that turned out here in just a few to go along with that. we got uh, talks about uh, – Basketball, we had both uh, the men's teams in Clemson and also in Carolina with big wins. Lander didn't do so well basketball-wise. They lost a tough one uh, to go along with that, so we'll dive into that. And then uh, you got to look also uh, at what's going on with the Senior Bowl. That gets underway, guys, uh, this coming weekend. We've got some former Gamecocks that are involved in all of that. So A bunch of them. Yeah. Well, not a bunch, but two bigs. Yep. So uh, I called uh, my grandson up the other day. I'm going to tell you this. I'll give you a start off with a little humor <laughs> if you want. Called him up, and I said, how are you doing? And he said, uh, Mark said, well, granddad, he said, I uh, went to the Hokey Pokey Clinic today, and I had to turn myself around. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. So he spread the dad joke around there, brought to you by a three- or four-year-old. So. <laughs> We need it, man. Yeah. We need we need Luke on here more. Like mm. that's what along with we it. love. What makes it going on? I'm looking at po- Poxitani Pill. I didn't see it. it doesn't have one. That's did. tomorrow. That's tomorrow. Oh uh, well, they, he's on here now a lot. Yeah. So he's up here doing his. He's little, getting his. Getting he's ready trying for to see it. if he's got a shadow. In yeah. I it, is it the uh, AMC <laughs> or AME A and E that's got Groundhog's Day all day long? Oh, that's man, it. Yeah. 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 Well, see, the thing is, it's usually on there anyway. It doesn't matter what the day <laughs> is. I, I think I watched it all last winter, so. But that is tomorrow, you're right. Should be fun to see how it goes. All right. Well, let's uh, go ahead and we'll start with the high school stuff because it is going to be jam-packed this weekend. There is a ton of stuff that is going on. If you are into um, wrestling, you're not going to want to miss out because we have got wrestling for you Saturday, Sunday, possibly Monday and Tuesday to go along with all that as the uh, wrestling, uh, shall we say, the brackets are out for the state championship as of right now. And in 2A right now, um, it looks like uh, 96 is going to be hosting uh, the first round by, which is good news for them. And uh, when you look at it, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, they're, yeah, they're the second seed overall on their side of the bracket. The only one that, that's got a better record than them is Chesney. And, uh, you know, so 96 gets a bye for the first uh, go-around. So Abbeville and C. Johnson will go at each other at 96 uh, on Saturday. Then Sunday uh, it'll be 96 taking on one of those two. And then if needed um, – they possibly could host third round as well, and it may be Liberty, a team that they have uh, beaten already that is in their region uh, that is also the third seed. And, uh, you know, 96 is just loaded this year. We saw what happened at the Lakelands wrestling tournament on Tuesday. Uh, they went ahead and they ended up winning that over a very good Greenwood team as well. So 96 posed for a big win in the process of that. We're hoping it could come down to 96 and Abbeville uh, on Sunday as a possible matchup in that one as well, we're hoping. Uh, we'll keep an eye out on that. but uh, And then you got to look at Dixie. They get a bye week as well, so they're going to be waiting. Uh, we're hosting, and they're going to be waiting on the winner of the Pillion-Mid-Carolina matchup. And you could possibly see Dixie taking on Chelsea in that third-round matchup. Uh, and that, that would be a good one. I'm telling you, that's been we, this whole weekend, Tom, I'm telling you, it's no bad seat, and there's no bad teams coming in in the house. This is this is like what you would want from March Madness right. in February for for <laughs> wrestling. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I mean, this is huge. It's big. And then you look at Greenwood and 
You know, it's and coaches when they talk to you, they know what kind of team that they have. And, and being a former swim coach, I, <laughs> I kind of know what kind of team. Coach Mons basically came out at the beginning of the season, and he was not shy about it either. He would tell anybody, he says, "We've got a really good shot at winning state this year," and, and he wasn't kidding. Um, they are the three seed overall. They're going to end up getting to buy. They get to host, and and they'll get take on uh, the winner of the Lawrence Catawba Ridge matchup. Um, that's going to be taking place Saturday, and then Sunday they'll get that winner. And then if need be, they could possibly take on um, in that third round uh, the second seed in North Augusta or maybe even Indian Land as a possibility. So we'll see. North Augusta's got to buy, so uh, we'll see along with Greenwood in that one. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, I'd love to see a North Augusta-Greenwood matchup in the third round. I'm loving it because, like I said, this was like the basketball stuff last year with North uh, Augusta-Greenwood, and now North Augusta's basketball team has just fell off the face of the earth, and now it's wrestling who we're wanting to fight them or wrestle them at now. So. Well, I might want to see Catawba Ridge after make that long ride down here because <laughs> we made it up there. Well, yeah. they're making it down. Uh, I mean, they got to come so, down to Greenwood and spend the weekend down here of all yeah, things. So. yeah. Um, and they get to take on Lawrence, so I'm glad to see Lawrence got to sneak in. They're the uh, sixth seed overall in this one, so another good matchup there. Yep. This is Lander Alumni Weekend, right? Or is it next week? You got me on that. next week. I think that's the next week. I know they were, Caroline and the rest of the crowd at Howard's were advertising, get ready for – I thought I said get ready for the weekend. But. <laughs> get ready for homecoming. Get yeah. ready for homecoming. The thing is, if Greenwood does get past the third round, they're going to have to – the upper state, they're going to have to probably take on a very good east side team that, uh, you know, is getting better at football. But you look at the Olympic sports, they're, they're pretty good all going good with those <laughs> Olympic sports. Been that way for years. So. Yeah, it has. So we'll see how all that happens. Or maybe even Northwestern. Northwestern. Western's a four seed. I just think, though, Tom, with, with the change, it was kind of a change in the guard with Coach Mounts also. And really good coach comes in, and he's changing that culture of wrestling in Greenwood also. So these teams you're talking about that have been good forever and ever. They're getting ready to start seeing a Greenwood team probably for the same period of time as long as he decides to stay in Greenwood. I mean, I think we're going to be competitive in wrestling. I uh, really do. Yeah, I think it's right. Particularly right now, we are senior-laden. In uh, well, particularly the heavier class, the heavier classes, one ninety, the the two hundreds, two thirty eight. I think you know, with with Sergeant in there. I mean, we should and Dak Seaborn. At, at, I was gonna say you call your boys so. out now. They your boys. <laughs> <laughs> and Lou Seaborn, he's tough. Yeah, yeah Bryce, <laughs> he he hot fought Tuesday night against ninety six. Ended up losing that due to the numbers. Uh, uh, but, I mean, you know, he, he battled. <laughs> All of them battled. But you get in those upper weight classes, and Greenwood has been dominant. And in the past, we haven't had the people to fill them. Mm-hmm. You know, there have been many times that we just said, like, you were talking about with 96 other night, just to have somebody to pace, you know, help Bryce out in that situation. Yeah. So. Yep. so, best of luck. And if you're, you're going anywhere, head to 96 or Greenwood and, and take part in all this. Both these teams are going to be playing or wrestling on Sunday for sure. Yeah. And this will be big crowds at both places. I promise you that. Uh, it's, this is a sport that it, the Lakeland has really embraced, if if you like to use the word. But uh, And it's not just at the high school level. And, I mean, it's, it's filtering down into the middle schools. We're getting a lot of kids in that age group getting interested in it. And you go to Lander, and it's crazy over there. <laughs> I mean, they it's, like, what is that, the Lander it's like Cameron Indoor over there for yeah, a wrestling call, match. We call them the Lander Loonies. Loonies, that's it. That's yeah. it, the Loonies. So. <laughs> go along with it. But, uh, yeah, it's it's – it has taken off, and you can probably say that group uh, that Cage was in, and in that age, you know, those folks that started, they were the they were the the cornerstone of building all of this. I mean, I I can even go back when when we way back when I was in school over at Greenwood. I mean, wrestling was big then in the eighties, late eighties, and I mean, ninety six has always been one of those smaller schools that would just come out and smack you. They didn't care. They would come out, and you wouldn't see it in football, but they would come out. They they don't care about any kind of classifications in wrestling. Yeah, I don't think but, anybody's beating 96 this year. Yeah, no. even Chesney, I don't think is going to beat it. They're solid. John, Lander, or yeah, 96 <laughs> is solid. But wouldn't it be neat for this being the 50th anniversary of wrestling at Greenwood High, for Greenwood High to win a state championship? That would be cool. That would be amazing. And this coach feels like they can't. And he feels like he's got the people to do it. Uh, we got to get by a tough east side team at some point in time. But And there are going to be other schools that have quality programs. But uh, 
Let's see how far we can take. See, now, what you talking about is the icing on a gate because yeah. it started with the 50 years that you were a part of mm-hmm. with him telling the story, the theme, you seeing the new mats and everything, and that would be the icing on the cake to, for Greenwood to bring it home. That would be cool. Stan, Stan Spivey called it. Let's get it. <laughs> well, we're going to have to go support the Eagles then uh, yeah. over this weekend and next. Like I said, it's all Lakeland stuff for the most part anyway, so that's kind of who we are. You're no kidding. Everybody's going to be either at Greenwood or at uh, 96. 96. Including Dixie and Appyville. Wow. It's just huge. All right. Uh, another team ended up clenching a playoff berth. You know who that is? In wrestling? Nope. Basketball. We're clenched a playoff berth. We're in the city or not? Yeah, it's in the city. <laughs> the Emerald Vikings, the boys' oh, team, yeah, they ended up beating Chester this week uh, for the second time. 58-50 was the final in this one. Um, Keenan Marshall had 19 points. Holloway and Logan each had 12 to go along with that. And Caleb Benson, uh, surprisingly, only had nine in this one, uh, usually a little higher. But congrats to the boys' team uh, clenching a playoff berth uh, to go along with it. That's huge. I think Coach was back for this game. Was it back for him? I think he probably was. I, I, yeah, well, he's the one who posted about it, so I feel sure he was back because there were a lot of smiles on that face. So, and he did have his coach's shirt on, not necessarily. He probably might not have posted it because the doctor might have seen him. But anyway, like I said, we, we'd still continue to wish Coach Krug's the best going on through it. Uh, you know, you're going to battle through it like this team is. And I'm going to tell you, Tom, we joke about, you know, not wanting to play Clemson in basketball in the tournament stuff. This might not be a team you want to mess with either. Defensively, they're a pretty solid basketball team. And if they and they like to run. That's the they other do. Thing. They, don't I mean, play, they don't like to play half court. They like to run. Open so, it up. Might right. be the right time to be coming back, Coach. Yeah, yeah. might. Uh, the Emerald Girls also they took care of Chester rather easily, forty-two twenty-six in that one. Uh, Anna Smith along with Ray Talbert had eleven points apiece to lead the Vikings in that one. Um, so all that being said, they've got you know a tough matchup coming up again tomorrow night. We'll see how they do. Is they're going to be taking on Union and should be a home game for them tomorrow night. Yeah. So. I think, I think that's right. So, and that should be a win for them uh, to go along with that. But already clenching for the boys' side, uh, you know, let's, let's, let's get better positioning with another There you win. go. So, that's what it's about, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and then uh, I guess you saw this week the uh, Greenwood Eagle girls uh, basketball team ended up falling to 10th in the, in the rankings after the tough loss. Well, two losses back-to-back uh, really hurt, and this one was tough. 41-39, uh, they lost to Pickens. As, uh, you know, they came back, ended up tying it, and uh, Pickens just was a little stronger there towards the end of all of this. Um, but, you know, it they started out slow. I mean, they had eight points in each of the first two quarters, first and second. So you had 16 points at halftime to their 24, 23 uh, to go along with it. So you're down 23 to 16 at that. You come out, uh, end up winning the third quarter 14 to 11, and then 9 to 6, you played a lot of tough defense there in the fourth quarter, but ended up just a little shy. You know, this is one of the things that started the conversation with Coach Childs about. We knew you know how to put, you know how to coach this basketball team, and it turned around, Tom. And then all of a sudden, now we're back, almost like we were what a month or two ago. Mm-hmm. And like I said, you know, you got the two twins, and they do a really good job. No, they're agreeing on mine. But I mean, she knows how to coach this team. It's just now that we're facing teams for the second and third time, like Pickens, as we played, and they're familiar now. So we got to go back into practice and start doing things a little bit different and change concept around a little bit and, and see what happens from here yeah. on out. And this region yeah. that Greenwood is in is, is tough because tough you've got region. West Side and you've got Pickens. They're both fourth and fifth right now in the 4A girls' rankings. So. And Greenwood's usually right there, too. Yeah, Greenwood's right behind them. I mean, Greenville. And, yeah. and now, so. but the key here is you went on the road to Pickens. Mm-hmm. So now, you know. <clears throat> home home okay, court. Okay, let's. You got to make sure you win your home, and we've talked about this multiple times. Win your games at home. Find a way, like we've talked about with the Clemson men, with some of their close away games and their, even their close home. Find a way to win that two-point game, and this is what they should, if they had done that in this game, you know. But you know, better days are ahead. I mean, we're not gonna. Say turn in the uniform season's done with. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we we still got a few games to play, so let's yeah. Start tonight, win them. six yeah. o'clock. You got easily at home. So uh, there's your start, boys. Let's, let's start bounce there. back and get a big win tonight. Yep. The uh, guys had no problems with Pickens back on Tuesday. Ended up winning sixty-eight twenty-three. Um, 
Jeremiah Brooks, no surprise, 18 points. C.J. Terrell also had 10. And then you had uh, 12 players all on the roster end up scoring in this one. So. I think Coach uh, said it best, man. I, you know, this is probably our most complete game, Coach Greg. And that's what needs to happen now. And he realizes that because now you're getting ready for your playoffs and everything else. So They're not giving up and they're playing as a team, Tom. That's one thing I love. Mm-hmm. Huge. And then the other thing is the tryouts going on this week for baseball in yep. all the high schools. So yep. uh, that's going to be coming out. Uh, I guess play starts next week, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. or the week after. I mean, and you can, can go online and register for post-20 baseball, too. So baseball is just right around the corner. It's there. And it's here. Along with that <laughs> is going to come your girl softball. So let's don't forget about our ladies out there. Let's well, and Greenwood County Park and Rec yeah. um, going on until February 11th. The registration is uh, you got co-ed five, six-year-olds, baseball for 7 to 12, softball for 7 to 12. It's $50 to participate. Um, they give you discounts for extra kids to go along with that. Um, if you need more information, you need to call the Greenwood Park and Rec Department, 942-8515. That's 942-8515. And that's still working on the fields, and they still hadn't got the concession stand finished. But <laughs> but they're saying it's going to be ready for baseball season to get there. So yeah, it's a, it's a different world out there yeah, right it's, now. If you go by, it's crazy. Pickleball looking. courts are a lot of fun. I, I had to play pickleball this, this afternoon yeah. before I came, so that's that was fun. Yeah, man, you got it going on. I'm, you you got me hooked on the baseball. Landry just knocked a solo shot to take the lead four three. <laughs> So you were talking baseball, and I'm still I'm watching Lander and Erskine right now. <laughs> watching them go at it. I was going to ask what they do with well, the field and, at Erskine. And we're, I know we, you're talking Lander Erskine, but um, we say, we've seen a lot of the preseason polls are out now, D1 baseball, this one and that one. And we have three teams in the state that are in the top 25 and with Clemson, Carolina, and Coastal. So it looks like another big gift for baseball in the state of South Carolina. I think that's cool because I think the team in the state you better watch out for is Gary Gilmore in his last season. Last season. At Coastal. I think that can be the team that as a whole, I'm going to go ahead and say it, I'm going to probably pull for them because we've already jinxed ourselves with Cole Messina and Petrie being players of the year as far as SEC goes and putting them out there on the explosion, so to speak. But we just got to do better as a team, and that's one thing. I'm I, I'm still not sold on Coach Kingston, but we'll see how it goes. But, yeah, I mean, Stan, you said that right, and there's actually a fourth one. You got College of Charleston. Awesome. He used to be yeah. right, and they're, they're getting that little honorable mention like we are in basketball. So we'll talk about that in a little bit too. <laughs> So we're at Michelle's Pizza in McCormick. We invite you to come on by and take part. Uh, if you get a chance to head on down this way for a lunch or uh, maybe an early dinner or something of that nature. Um, I had the Philly cheesesteak, absolutely delicious with the French fries to go with it. Stan had the all-meat pizza with some veggies on top to go along <laughs> as that uh, as well. And uh, you come here all chi- the time. I had so. chicken and rice today. Yeah. So yeah. But uh, we're not going to joke around about it. It is 3.23. That bar should start to fill up here at happy hour, and we just get a little bit louder. We'll get some cats. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, like I said, I'm hoping I'm, – I'm still hoping Coach Pratt's going to send me – he said, I'll try to send you somebody. I was hoping it would be him, but he's not here yet. But like I said, it's still early in the day. It's early in the afternoon, so – We'll see how well, they just yeah just now getting ready to get out of school. So they are. We'll so I mean, like goes. I said, we got to be patient. That's why we start a little bit later too. But. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk a little bit of uh, college action. We'll start with the baseball that's going on as we've got uh, a grudge match that is happening up at Erskine. It's the best of three series. It's at Erskine today, tomorrow, and Saturday. It'll be back in Greenwood at Dolney Stadium. And right now. Um, Flying Fleet took an early lead. They were leading 3-1. to one. Um, Erskine Erlander has fought back here. They scored, uh, what, two in the fourth and then another one here in the top of the fifth to go along with it with one out remaining. And um, it, it's it's uh, it's kind of been the long ball that's been the story. Yeah, solo shot to start this inning here, and we got a minute first with the two outs. But uh, he's in the whole one-two count. But um, like I said, it's baseball time now. A lot of people support it. And I'm going to tell you something. I love watching a game over at Erskine, but I'm going to tell you, I love Donnie Peel. Whenever that, whenever that, the endowment came out for them to do what they did with the money from the Donnie family, they hit out of the park. With the softball, with the baseball being kind of connected to each other, mm-hmm. soccer field way over here. And, I mean, when we were at the radio station, we'd lead the radio station. It was so cool. Just walk across the street. Just to walk across the street, <laughs> and you could do it. But you heard the, the ball on the bat, foul balls. I mean, you were like – it was just like, man, it just was an inspiration to get out there and walk a little bit and, and do your thing or else walk over and watch practice. I mean, so that was really convenient. So, uh, like I said, get out there, man. Dolan is a great place. If you want to walk, 
take kids, run them, run some energy out of them. They got the fields behind there; they can run on the soccer fields and uh, see some good baseball and softball. Yeah, four o'clock start tomorrow, first pitch. So uh, get off early and head on out that way. Yeah, sounds good. And and, and what surprises me with this game <laughs> is the number of home runs because it's cool out there, and usually cool weather does not a home run ball travel very far. So, <laughs> so uh, we we've got some cats that are. Muscling up the ball, so we uh, yeah. it's going to be interesting. And, and this is this is kind of an interesting season for Erskine as well. When you look at some of the things that they've got going on, uh, you know, we we talked about it back in the beginning of the fall as far as the new turf project that they've going in uh, that they're trying to raise about seven hundred thousand uh, dollars for all of that. And uh, if you've been to some of the high schools and you've seen that new turf kind of thing, that's what they're looking at. Um, with the Erskine logo, the Flying Fleet logo there in the in center field, as well as behind home plate and um, all of that, so it, it's it's in the process of trying to gather all that together. But it's going to be a really really nice facility once they get all that laid in. I mean, I like it. I mean, I can you know you can look behind a home plate and you see the uh, the emblem for the mascot for the Flying Fleet. I mean, it's right there. It's just don't have grass around it right now because they're waiting to do the project. Yeah. Um, but like I said, everywhere we go for football, we see these baseball fields and how, like, West Side and, and, and some of the other ones, how it's aesthetically and awesome that they really do look. And I can't say more than our, the only one at Greenwood. What Coach Baker's done over mm-hmm. there, man, it looks no, great. No, grass field looks awesome. It man. looks great, and they, they, they take pride in it. That's what Erskine's going to do once they get theirs. Yeah. But, you know, I'm an old-school guy. Y'all may like all this turf on. I mean, it's fine for me. Football, <laughs> I don't care. But baseball is the smell of grass in the spring, the, the smell of the leather glove, the sound of the bat. But, I, you know, it's you got to get, <laughs> get your uniform dirty. It's I still mean, grass. It's just baseball, a little bit you, of a – I don't know what you want to call it, but it's a little synthetic and mixed in with the grass, but it looks great. You can see what happens. The other thing for Erskine is um, they've got a new pitching coach, Jacob Korn, joined them back in, uh, what was it, uh, September, early August, somewhere in that nature. And then they also uh, got came in and they promoted a couple of guys um, to go along with it. Jimmy Prince is now the associate head coach. Stan and Ben <laughs> yep. Johnson right now is the recruiting coordinator. So. Yeah. And Jimmy was the head baseball coach over at Dixie High School for a few years, and uh, you know, I like Jimmy. Jimmy does. Jimmy knows his baseball. Jimmy, I'm not gonna lay off with you because you were all sending me everything with wrestling over at Dixie baseball. I need you to do me the same thing at, at Erskine. Just continue <laughs> doing what you're doing. <laughs> well, so. if you want updates, I can get you in touch like I do, and you can, you can have you know anytime anything's published, it comes your way. I'll get you know, send so it all we'll to put, me, man. We'll put you on the media. I love list. it, man. I love it put you on the media list and get you going. Man. And I'm excited about those moves. Yeah. Because we do know the experience that he has. Yeah. And what that can do to a, a younger team like they seem to have this year. And even a younger staff because uh, what's his name? He's only in his, what, third-year baseball coach? Mm-hmm. He's only in year three. So, this is still a fairly young baseball coaching staff. Well, I was looking uh, at where these teams, since it is game one, where they were yeah. projected to go uh, for the for the year. Yeah. Lander was projected to finish fourth overall, was tied for fourth in the process. Uh, Erskine, who is in a tough conference, Carolinas. Yeah. I mean, they got to deal with North Greenville and and Landon uh, Powell and a bunch of others, uh, you know, uh, as well. So uh, they ended up being projected to finish eighth, which is down kind of towards the bottom. I think about three or four from the bottom, but. You know, New Year, never know what happens. It could end up being, uh, you know, much like uh, the men's basketball team. It's kind of like, Tom, a pitcher get hot or here gets hot at the right time. And, you know, but here's the thing. I mean, just even the opportunity to go to North Greenville and to play against a team that's been in championship, have championship under Landon Powell, um, that's incredible. And even if you do finish – I'm going to say middle of the road. I don't don't think this is an eight-place team out of ten probably. If you could go middle of the road and, and, and closer to 500, a little bit below 500 record, I mean, that's going to be fine for this team because they are so young. Well, well. And Peachfield wide, we know what that's going to be crazy. Peachfield and baseball <laughs> is insane. <laughs> yeah, you never know where you're going to end up uh, well, that's in the that same. setting. You know, we, <clears throat> we're sitting here talking about Erskine and Lander and the conference they play in. But then we look at Clemson and the ACC. Look at what that baseball programs are like around ACC. Look at the ones in the SEC, and and then go down there to Coastal with the Sun Belt and look at the baseball. I mean, 
they may call it America's game, but uh, I think it's a southeastern game. There's a lot <laughs> of good baseball being played, and not only in the south as a region, but in the state of South Carolina. Just in the state alone, the, the quality of baseball that is played is just for a state this small to have that kind of talent. It's just amazing. Say, so keep talking about that being cold outside. That's a two-run blast now. Straight away center field for. But landing. you know what I'm talking about. I, <laughs> I mean, do. It's, I do. the air's a little bit thicker. The ball just don't travel. And, and to reiterate you know, what you were talking about with the conferences, it's going to be SEC, AC again in baseball. Yeah. Those are going to be your two conferences. I mean, Pac-12, 13, well, how many are years now? Hey, well, there is. Well, they went to Big Ten and They've got, whatever yeah, new for everything now. The other yeah. two are going to so, create. And that could create something they're not used to having there before. But, I mean, all in all, I mean, it's going to be ACC, SEC again. And that's who will probably Come produce your winner. That's probably who will produce your winner. Well, follow along and see what happens. But uh, you mentioned it's 6-3 right now, Lander leading in that one. They also lead the series in this one uh, as well by 38-14, to 14, I think, is uh, the overall. But you go back only 11 years, it's a tight yeah. race. Yeah. It I mean, is. 13 yeah. to 11, <coughs> Lander is, uh, you know, barely sneaking by Flying Fleet as of right now. I mean, we don't know where this is going to end up, the way these home runs are starting to fly that far. This might be a nine. What was it last year, remember, opening day, Tom? It started out as a pitcher's duel and ended up like 7-5 and 12 or something like that. So um, I've got it right here. Hold on. Let me dig it up and see. I'm watching a lot, man. You can you can do – I, I remembered it. I just remembered that it was like that last year too. So. Yeah. I'm just trying to keep people in the seat. If they ain't got there yet, keep going. <laughs> it ain't over yet. Yeah. It was uh, last year, uh, five to two last okay. year. So it was a pitcher's duel then on February fourth. Yeah, that was their last matchup anyway. Okay, so that would have probably been. And the Erskine Saturday ended game. up winning it. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Well, they got working out for them now. But when since we're talking about ACC, SEC, I mean, honestly, I don't. I know both teams are ranked. Uh, as far as like following, I hadn't followed them. Like as I know, we got Petrie. Uh, Clemson's going to have the pitcher back. And the hitter, I can't uh, – what was the hitter's name for y'all last year? We had Cole Messina and Ezen Petri. And y'all had a pitcher and another hitter that was just bombing the ball. <laughs> and I can't think of it – like I said, we're not we're, – you can tell we're not in-depth and ready for our college baseball preview show. It kind of <laughs> snuck up on us. It did. And it's all because we're watching it. So, I just uh, – you know, preparedness-wise, I mean, we're – saying, where do you think we are as far as SEC? We'll let Tom talk Monday about it, but I mean, are we? I mean, is this going to be a tough year? I think we'll be, you know, in the top five in the SEC, and uh, but then you look, you know, you're going to have to beat the Floridas, the LSU's, the Ole Misses of the world. Um, we and the Georgia. Georgia's probably going to have Georgia usually has a pretty good baseball team, but uh, if we're top five in, in the SEC, we're top twenty in. That's a year in year yeah, out. I'm done. Yeah, that's yeah. a year in year out. Yeah. So I mean, I I love that. I love that. I'm, I'm happy to hear you say that. So I just hadn't had a chance to look at what we all. I have. haven't. I haven't yeah. done a whole lot. But no, that's, Clemson's uh, first baseball game is the 16th of February. <laughs> we got a while. So we got, <laughs> we got a while. <laughs> we got a while uh, yeah. to see what ends up, but going up there. But uh, you you mentioned a few names. I mean, Blouser was uh, big. Um, the big name you you mentioned ended up graduating. <laughs> he did going on. I remember that. Um, Wright uh, should have a good game. Um, Cannonella. That's who I was. Yeah, that's who I wanted. Cam Cannonella. Yep. So he'll be in the outfield again this year from Hartsville, um, and then uh, the newbies know. we got. We got a bunch of young of the in-state high school players on both teams and at Coastal. So that'll be something else you look forward to. Yeah, Olin Chuck is still there. He'll be um, what a redshirt senior. That'll be so. your. That'll be your big. Pitching wise, pitching wise. He's, yeah, he's hopefully. And he's got he's gonna have to take the brunt of it, Tom, this year because he is that senior. Mm-hmm. So if he if he realizes that he's got to take that on, he he's got to address it and embrace it. And if he doesn't, then we're looking at something totally different than what coach is thinking. So, <laughs> all right, well, well we'll dive into that next week since uh, it'll be a little bit closer. We got two weeks till uh, <laughs> close yeah, right now. Um, make we'll a note, make a note on the pad over there, Chris, to, we'll see, to, we, to do some baseball work. I got. I'm glad you said about like, we're going. We're fitting to talk a little bit of college basketball if you want. Tom Carroll. There was a couple big games, both teams. Carolina Clemson played, what, Saturday? Tuesday. Uh, Tuesday night. 
then the girls will play tonight at Carolina, and I know you probably don't want to know about my girl, Amanda Butler. She plays tonight or not. So <laughs> when she wins it, we'll come on and talk about it Monday. But uh, a huge game, and Stan, I give you credit because you called it, I didn't. I didn't think there was any way we go to Knoxville and upset five. And we did it easily. Yeah, you were worried about well, it. That would worry me. Georgia you know, and Stedman wasn't well, at Georgia. And, and Tennessee going into the game, well, you know, we, of course, you got to go to Knoxville. And you're a 15-point dog right off the bat. But, you know, having followed this team all season, I don't know if there's a better defensive team, one through eight. In the nation, yeah, uh, I've got to agree with you uh, in that. I mean, I they mean. just and you know, a comment's been made that you know, you, offense is predicated by defense. If you play great defense, you're going to hit some shots. You go, your offense is going to improve just by playing defense. And uh, this team has shown it. And it's just game after game. They getting no. They're like the Rodney Dangerfield of the basketball world right now. They're getting no respect, and they just say, well, come on. We'll show you. Come on. You want us to come to your place? That's all right. Went into Arkansas, got the win there. Go to Tennessee. We got the win. Okay. All right, Georgia, y'all better watch out because we're coming to Athens. We're going to knock on y'all's door this weekend. We should have won that game when we played in Columbia. In Columbia, we should have. But, uh, the thing about the defense, and you mentioned it, and the reason I agree, is when you look at, at the stat sheet for the entire season here so far, on average, teams that are scoring you know, at their highest, when they play Carolina, it's about a 20-point difference lower yeah. um, against Carolina. And, you know, <laughs> that means you've got to be that much tougher on your defensive side as well because they're going to get out after you on the three-point line. Tennessee average right at 80 points a game. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing. Uh, well, a stat that I saw was that, and I can't remember the exact number, it was like in the top five in the nation of holding the opposing team's three-point shooters down. I mean, Tennessee was hit, what, like three three-pointers the other night for the whole game. And they usually hit that many in the first quarter. I mean, so Carolina's just shutting everybody's threes down, and it, it's taking these teams a while to try to figure out, okay, how can we go score? If we can't hit the threes, what? what? And that, that's what happened with Kentucky. Kentucky started playing hero ball. And then Tennessee and Barnes, they just kept getting the ball to connect. Well, if I'm Carolina, I'm not letting him shoot. I'm going to foul him. Because he was he was hit one miss one at the free throw line, but you let him. He was throwing up prayers at the end of the game. I mean, prayers, and they were going in nothing but net. Fouled a guy, let him go to free throw line. Yeah. He wasn't doing too good, but you know, overall, um, it was an ugly game. But. As a Carolina fan, you've seen so many of those ugly games, you're starting to enjoy Well, if you're a defensive team, you want the ugly game. You want that game. And the one thing that you know, and we've said it time, and it doesn't matter what, defense wins championships, and this team is just going out and playing defense. They believe in themselves. Yeah, yeah, they do. And they believe that they're playing as a team. They're not one individual. They're not Meachie Johnson. They're not B.J. Mack. You know, it's everybody. And B, uh, Michi has not had He's the had, last two games. He has not shot the ball well. Three all games. <laughs> you look at way. you look at his distribution of the ball and the assists that he's had. You know, seven, eight, ten a game, and a lot of these assists that he's getting are going to guys that are standing over there wide open, knocking down threes. It's not just like. Here go go get you a layup or go get you a dunk. Oh no, I'm gonna drive the lane. I'm gonna pitch it out to you. Just knock down a three yeah. for me. Talon Cooper hit four out of five from three the other night. Yeah, you know that. Score by and like I said, you know BJ, who I don't really really I don't want to see BJ Mac out shooting threes a lot. He was one for eight. Yeah. And then you got Michi, one for five, and only scored six points in the game. But you're right, Stan. Six rebounds, six assists also. Yeah. So, but look at the free throw. Oh, that's yeah. it. That's I it. Mean, that, I mean. That's it. If you're a Frank Martin fan, you've got to be telling yourself, all right, I believe that 
free throws are important after all. Yeah. You know, the I don't we don't practice free throws. <laughs> you can make me look <laughs> at math now. You probably, yeah. but they were fifteen to eighteen from the line. I mean, mm-hmm. phenomenal. And that's what won the ball because you look at Tennessee, and they they were twelve to twenty. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they, yeah. you know, sixty percent, you know, about fifty percent, and you know, so if you're not shooting but fifty percent from the free throw line. And you're shooting sixty percent from or seventy percent from the field. Uh, I might, you might have some bruises on your arms if you're playing me. <laughs> I'm gonna let you go to the foul line and shoot them. Fifteen for eighteen, dude. Eighty-three percent. I, I don't think I've ever looked at you with a Carolina basketball team and smiled. No. Even with Dawn. Yeah. I, I this, what we're seeing now is just a whole different philosophy of basketball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And where we did, you know, there were a lot of naysayers. With, with old Frank getting the boot, and it was my boot. Y'all mad, get mad at me because I, I drove that bus out of town. Now, I wasn't smart enough to go up to Chattanooga and drive the bus back, but I sat on the back row. And like I said, this guy's going to bring you a different kind of basketball. Now, 20 years from now, he might be at a bigger school if we can keep him that long. But as long as we're doing what we're doing, I love what he tells this team, like, Stan, every week, you're, you're, a, you're a top 25 team. They're disrespecting you. Go out and just win. Yeah. Don't worry about here's the problem with we it. We don't need that number in front of our name. We do it away because and that's where I'll tell you I'd like to get in touch with some of these cats that pick these tournament committees. Mm. How much does that rank mean to that team? And that's what worried me. Maybe we were to get ranked Monday and then lose Tuesday. How much does that affect the the complexion of, of that committee looking at it? Or as as Stan likes to say, it's those quad wins. What do you look at more? Do you look at the rankings or do you look at the quad wins that you have? Well, we're getting to that point now. We hadn't heard a lot about quad wins. Yeah. We're getting into the back, back third of the schedule now. We've got them, though. And, and now, yeah, about 10 games. And, now, and now you're going to be looking at the net rankings. And part of that net rankings is – how many quad one, two, three wins you have. I still don't understand some of that quad stuff. I mean. That's what I'm saying. You know, you know be Kentucky at home and then two road wins is huge. You know, so, uh, and Clemson's kind of in that same boat. I mean, last year they said Clemson didn't make the NCAA tournament because they didn't have enough quad twos or one wins that their, their schedule kept them out. And that's what bothers well, me. Well, wait a minute. You know, they're in the ACC. How did their schedule yeah, keep them? I, I, yeah, right. So um, it's going to be interesting to see following Carolina throughout the year. Like I said, got a tough game this week coming up Saturday at Georgia at 1 o'clock. Uh, and Stedman's the darkest take, color sudden you ever want to go with. Yeah, you better take a flashlight. Let's, <laughs> let's take our defense and go down there and win the game, and uh, we'll let Monday worry about Monday. And uh, with Clemson, I'm. I looked at their schedule. I forgot who they got this weekend. Tom but, got them. <laughs> uh, you know. I'm, I got them if you need it. I know y'all were joking earlier about Clemson was playing to lose the game the other night after being up by 20. and uh, 22 I, at one I had I had enough confidence in them that they were going to win that I actually went to bed with about three minutes left. Well, you don't know one then. You know. I you don't know Clemson. Yeah, you know, I said, well, you know. But I did understand that P.J. Hall, had I, he did have four fouls when I went to bed, and I know that that team is a total different team when he fouls out. He, they've got to find a way to keep him involved in the game, keep him in the game, and he's got to, be, he, he, he got to play aggressive and play tough, but I don't want to get on the officials, but uh, – some of the officiating we've seen lately has been a little <laughs> ticky tack on one end, and then the, on the other end, it's don't don't I'm ask the Northwest coach. I'm gonna I'm gonna bust you in the mouth with an elbow because I'm not getting called for. He it. just got his fine, by the way. Did he? How yeah. much did you get fined for that? Uh, Thirty-two thousand. It's enough. It's fine. No, it's not bad. And you know, the school's gonna pay it. I mean, hey. he was well within reason. I mean, that was kind of crazy tick tacky if you want to call it. Like and that. that's cheaper than the fans storming the court. Yeah, it um, cost Carolina a hundred thousand. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, but yeah, you're right. Uh, PJ Hall did foul out, but the team was more physical. Um, yeah. And when he does have those fouls, and when they play more physical like that, even I mean, we had three other players that had three fouls. Yeah. And when we play more physical, we we seem to do better. Better um, offensively from a defensive standpoint. standpoint. You're playing harder. Yeah. You may commit the fouls, but 
we said it earlier, that defense turns into offense on the other end. And and that's I mean it's true with Clemson. Watch it. You see it. So, uh, so yeah, but seventy to sixty four, and I texted Chris. I was like, "We're playing to lose." We were up uh, what sixteen at that point at the three minute mark, and BJ falls out, uh, fouls out with about what a minute thirty to go yeah. in the game. Um, they were down six at that point, and it went back and forth between four and six points for the majority of that last minute and thirty seconds. And um, I was surprised that that Clemson even used a timeout. Yeah, in that minute and thirty seconds, but they needed to gather everybody together and get on the same page. Well, Tom, it was going south fast. But what happened was you had three or four players that are starters on this team. They're not they're not centers. That's PJ, and they had to come together after Jesus come to meet, and they got together. And between Shefflin and Wiggins, it impressed me. Yeah, that's the guy that stepped up after he fouled out. Was Wiggins? I mean, seven point seven rebounds, four assists. Shefflin is in that little slump right now that we hadn't really talked about. He's only had like six points in the last two games. Yeah, but look at the number of rebounds. Oh, his rebounds are crazy. Had. He had eight I mean, in that game. He gets. He gets. I think that's what. That's what his role is. You just go get the rebounds. And then Stan's favorite, little Gerard from Syracuse. I mean, 13, 2, and 1. Yeah, Chase Hunter's the guy that's come on. They needed Chase to be the point guard in this one. He was a point but guard for the majority of the 16, half. man. Girardi has not put up here lately. He's kind of like Michi. He's kind of falling into a slump, and they're not getting out of him what they were getting out of him earlier in the season. And I don't know if it's just coming out of Syracuse, playing – Mostly zone and coming down and having to play man-to-man defense. Now, I did see a little bit of zone out of them the other night. Uh, I don't know if that's something. Bronnell's just trying to get, give get some them a, rest or a little yeah. bit of rest, maybe keep some people out of foul trouble for don't pick up a cheap foul. You know, if we can get two minutes of zone out of it and keep out keep everybody from picking up another foul, that's a win for him. You know, because that, that means P.J. can go another two minutes, you know. Shefflin can go another couple of minutes. This one can go, you know, instead of all of a sudden you had three fouls and now I got four, you know, because it's some little tic-tac call that probably shouldn't have been called by the official in the first place. Well, he got his money worth on the one at the end that he fouled all on. He, well, they well got P.J. It. made sure that that foul was definitely he worth his fifth. So, But the key to this, the whole – we were talking about Gerard. I mean – Defensively, he won this game in the in the last few minutes because he had Trey White, who ends up with twenty nine points, fourteen rebounds, and two assists in the end. That, that's who he guarded all night. So defensively, he did a great job. But the last five minutes, he did because Trey White only scored four points in those last minutes. It was that Huntley Hatfield kid that, that ended up yeah. from Stone Mountain, Georgia, as they say. Well, and Louisville's a. De- I mean, they're a good team. They I are. mean, they came out and they they're were a defensive awful to team. Start with. Yeah. yeah, they are. Um, but it's the rebound numbers when you when you look at their rebounds, just phenomenal what they were able to do to Clemson, forty-eight to twenty-nine on the boards. Um, and usually, if you get out rebounded by that much, you lose the you ball lose game. game. But th- these are all mainly from three-point land. I mean, they were putting up. You know, these wild shots, uh, you know, three, four feet behind the three-point arc, um, trying all these twisting, turning, twister moves uh, underneath the basket. I mean, it was yeah, – and they're getting long rebounds in the course of all that. So, uh, And your coach had two tackles. I don't hurt you either. And I don't even know who's coaching this team this year. I know uh, Coach Mack got let go last year, the kid from te- – the coach from Texas mm-hmm. Tech. But I don't even know who's coaching this team this year. But all in all, defensive here, Clemson, it was a great game. I mean, like you said, they, Clemson, you're 45% from the field. That's not so bad. I mean, you know. Who do they have this weekend? Virginia, I think. Um, Virginia Tech, isn't it? Is it VT? I think it's VT. It at yeah. home. At home. Clemson's homestead continues they, yeah, at VT. Yeah, they need uh, – here's another one that they should win, especially at home. You've got to win this game. I mean, you, you've got to get back in the winning track and start going – up the ladder instead of coming down the ladder. Let's see. It is Virginia time. It's two o'clock at Little John, and you were. Let's see. I don't like. Oh, that's the coach, the young, the little skinny dude, Italian dude. I can't think of his name. He's a really good <laughs> basketball coach. But you know, there again, how many times have we seen Louisville come in here that with that bad of a record though? Yeah, that was unreal that they came in at six and 
13. You know, they're usually a lot better team. And let's see, Virginia's 16 and 5. They're third in the ACC. So this is the game they expect to come into your house and win. So you got a whole DOT, leave your trucks open, let them get to all their little equipment. They want to come to the game in and <laughs> set your cones all around the, in the court and everything and take advantage of it. But like I said, this is a totally different Virginia team that is a defensive prowess. That They are a tough team. I mean, they're only giving up um, 67 points a game is what they allow. Mm. So you better come in, hit your shots, and like I said, they got that, a couple guys that are strong. This could be like the Clemson Tennessee game the other night. This one could be just ugly and just hope that you can keep your players out of foul trouble. Hope well. you get officials that will let the kids play. I'm j- I'm just hoping that the team doesn't <laughs> give up on itself. That's yeah. that's the thing that frustrated me at at that what was it, the six minute mark? Um, yeah. remaining in the game, all of a sudden we just acted like we didn't know how to play defense anymore and, and um, weren't boxing out and taking, you know, these shots that were, you know, totally unnecessary, not passing the ball around. And you go down and shoot right away. I mean, it was a totally different team than what it had been for, you know, two-thirds of the game. Yeah. So I want I'll them agree. to play that kind of basketball. I don't want them to play to lose right. kind of basketball. Just because you're up 22 doesn't mean you go into, you know. It's, it's kind of like in football. you got to keep your foot on the gas. Yeah. Keep, keep scoring and don't go to playing prevent defense. I want you, listen to how close these teams are. Last, last possession may win it just because it is. Points, Virginia's averaging 100 more points than Clemson at 1372 to 1206. So that's a big percentage. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're 65 and Clemson's 57. That defense that Clemson has can take care of that problem right off the bat. Phil goes 516 to 434. Free throws, 197, 197. You're dead on in free throws. So this is one of them games that you're going to come down to your percentages. And like I said, BT is not a good three-point shooting team. So defensively, if Clemson comes out and plays, they win the game. If they come out and you got a Virginia team that presses and, and can match, you know, team for team with the, what they do, because they do average six uh, steals a game. So, this is one of those games, Tom. It's it's like you just called it. It's, it's Tennessee, Carolina all over again, but on your floor. But you've got – like I'm going to go but, into heart But these are the games you've got <laughs> to find a way to win. You've got to find a way to win it. And, and win the game. It's at home. You should win this game. Even though Virginia may be ranked above you and everything, every stat, this is a game that you, you're getting – you don't have many games to cross off the calendar left. And and you need to start putting Ws by a lot of them. <laughs> They're a game and a half ahead of y'all. They're 16 and 5 and you're 14 and 6. Get this. Only two players for Virginia in double figures. Averaging. Really? You don't see that very often. You well, normally that, have two or well, three. Well, what that tells you is Virginia yeah. plays as a team. As a team. They right. don't have that one number one guy that they're going to get the ball to, and if he don't score, it's everybody grab a rebound and try to get you a putback to get your points. Wiggins could have a big game in all of this. Reece he's Be- kind of the X factor, I think, in this matchup. Reese Beekman is averaging 13.3, and P.J. is at 20 at 19.9. And like you say, Beekman's a guard, so he's going to probably be going against Gerard anyway. Six assists for Beekman, three for Gerard. So Gerard's going to need to have a game, and so is Shefflin. Well, Shefflin's so, going to get his rebounds. He's at 10 again. Gerard has got to get the assist. He's got – if he's not going to put up the 15 points a game – He's got to get that six, seven assists to go along with the seven or eight points that he gets. And maybe get a steal here or steal there. You know. But we'll see Saturday, two o'clock. <laughs> Virginia three hundred and forty fourth in the country in points scored. That's awful. <laughs> That's sixty five point three a game. But Clemson's at, at eighty. <laughs> but but look at what their defense is giving up per game. They, well, that, I mean, that's the key. I mean, yeah, I mean, they're uh, scoring. Uh, that's a lot like Carolina. I mean, Carolina's, and I'm just making numbers up because I haven't seen them lately. But they're holding teams to like sixty points or less. Well, they're not scoring on the average, but sixty-two. Yeah, and they play well, half mean, yeah, court, so yeah, they don't they don't yeah, get and out and slow run. you down. But they don't panic when the clock hits three seconds. They just, they still manage to get off an extra couple passes shot. before. Yeah, 
Oh, boy. I'm but there be... were two other games I want to talk about really quick before we get off ACC basketball. UNC, who has been dominant the yep. last month, number three in the country goes to Georgia Tech, who is what now, Tom Carey, a team you better watch out for. They're when they beat boys. you at Georgia, when they beat you at Clemson, you know, we were talking about, mm-hmm. that's an awful loss. That's an awful yeah, – Clemson was ranked at that time. Yeah, yes. but that's not that bad of a loss because, I mean, the same guy that they took the red shirt off of, Nate George, hits the game winner, 16-4-4. Four, and four, on five of ten shooting against the Tar Heels, who are one of the better defensive teams there is, and Miles Kelly fifteen and five, and Kyle Studevant eighteen points, two rebounds in that game against R.J. Davis, who's probably the best player in the ACC, twenty eight points, five rebounds. But in this game, Tom, it, I don't know if you saw the clip, but it broke Damon Stoudemire down to tears. And they said, "Coach, why are you crying?" And he says, "I'm just going to tell you the way it is." He said, "I've been giving this team hell." because they haven't been playing worth a crap. And he says, they looked at me with two minutes left in the game and said, don't waste that last time out. We got this. We got this. We trust you. And he said, man, it was all he could do to hold it together. He said, he matter of fact, he called the assistant over today. I'm going to sit over for a minute and watch his team. I need you to, if there needs to be that time out, that last one, take it. They don't want to take it. Just, but if we need, we can't get the ball in. And that just goes to show you what, Basketball IQ. I'm mean, going to use yeah. your terminology because Damon Stoudemire is one of the best offensive and defensive players I've ever watched play in the NBA or in college. And he's brought that to Georgia Tech where Jeff Pastor was there winning games. I mean, going 500 every year just isn't going to cut it. Stoudemire's got a team now with talent. And to beat a North Carolina team 74-73, that shook ACC up a little bit because Miami also goes to NC State and beats North Carolina State and Raleigh, and that's just a huge game. And those are just two games that we just pulled out of the well, – I saw on the thing, and I said, I got to talk about these really quick. So, And then Florida last night goes yeah. to Rupp, and Rupp they don't ever Rupp. go to Rupp and win either. And they you know, they bring them down 94-91, and poor Calipari don't know what's going on. Well, and that was in overtime. Though, it was in overtime, yeah. But guess who they played tonight? <laughs> Tennessee's going to Rupp. Yeah. So, Tennessee's coming off of a loss to South Carolina. Yeah. Here's Kentucky coming off a loss to Florida. Yep. That, that, this game <laughs> means something to somebody. One of them better not lose. Yeah. <laughs> One of these two teams better not. Yeah. If you're Tennessee, you show it with a five ranking, and Kentucky is not ranked right now. But Kentucky, I'm telling you, this team, Kentucky's in trouble, and Calipari knows it. Well, they don't play defense. They're a young team, and they don't play defense. Tennessee will play a physical game with them and play quality defense. But I think Carolina showed you the blueprint of Tennessee's got some young people too. And you make that one extra pass and you can get get your feet set and have you guys shooting quality shots. It's, it ought to be an interesting game there, too. I think this year in the SEC, ACC, it's the same type deal. you got coaches that have been there forever that hadn't forgot how to coach games. It's just guys like Lamont Paris going to Tennessee yeah. and telling them, oh, what's the name? Sit down for a little bit. You've been at Clemson. I know you're tired. You've been at Tennessee for a while. Sit down. Let me show you how to coach this new style of offense. Poor Calipari, I mean, it's almost like he just don't know what sport he's coaching. And I've never seen Calipari in that situation. I mean, I know that like I said, he only had three players in double figures in that game the other night, but he just – it's like – he reminds me a little bit. I, I love bringing Adam Zine up at Greenwood, but he's the same way. He wants you to run 95 minutes on that clock. No take, no breaks. We're not calling no timeouts. It's up and down that floor, and he's not getting that kind of play, and he don't know what to do. So, don't – I'm telling you, expect – It's not that kind of a team this year. No, and expect Tennessee to go in there with that running style, that running gun, and say, hey. But, but Tennessee has the – the seven-footers that can match the seven-footers of Kentucky, too. They do. And, so, and they're older. Um, yeah, you're looking at a freshman yeah. and a so- a true freshman yeah. and a sophomore, Richard yeah. sophomore, that are that are playing for Rupp. So. Mm-hmm. Rupp's a tough place to play, man. It's a cool one if you've never been. Stedman, you stay at home. Go camping in the woods with your flashlight. <laughs> but can you imagine? <laughs> Stedman's awful. Head the, team, the team that loses this ball game is – this, this is going to be a tough lot. This is going to be a hard one to get back. I think they're on the outside looking in the tournament. Yeah. I mean, uh, they're not I mean, making the tournament, yeah. but, I mean, you know, the elite well, status they're got, used to having. You still got other games to be played. And uh, it's, it's just getting now to where each game means a little bit more. And and if you're home, you got to you got to serve home court, man. you got to keep that, and that's what's huge. 
Like and I said, one you, more game, Coach Paris. Let's go to Georgia and get another one. Have you noticed, though, that at these games, a lot of the men's games now, it's we have a sold-out arena. We're selling out 18,000, 20,000 seats for men's basketball. And then all of a sudden, the women are coming in. Uh-oh, wait a minute. They're selling out, too. So... It's, uh, it's that's what Paris yeah. looked at that. He yeah. says, you know what? And he, I think that's one of the reasons he and Dawn have become a lot closer as coaches for the University of South Carolina men's and women's basketball. He sees that she knows what she's doing, and he he sees her practicing, and they practice sometimes in the same gym. Yeah. And like I said, you see you see the style of tempo and stuff, and they're they're just I'm not gonna say they're the same because it's gonna take him a long time to get to Don Staley of status reputation, but I think coach is there, and I think he's a really good young coach, and we're gonna be lucky to hold on to him unless we go ahead and book him. Like I said, if I was Tanner, <laughs> if you're gonna pay anybody any money, Danner, buddy, that's the man you well, pay. And, and the thing about it too, though, I think you look at passion. He, you know, you get off the job. Okay, I got to do my homework. Okay. Well, yeah, back in the late 60s, early 70s, Columbia was a basketball town. It was. And they would sell out Frank McGraw Arena every night. Every time there was a team in there, they'd sell it out. And then it kind of fell on a little bit of hard times, have a run here, a run there, but nothing really spectacular. And then, so you know, all of a sudden, Dawn comes in and... The women are, I think it's the 11th or 12th year in a row that they will set an attendance record for season. He knows Columbia's still a basketball town. All I got to do is put a good product on the floor, and they will come out. And that's being seen. That's being seen. It's not the the powers that be know what's going on. <laughs> they see the money coming in. They counting them greenbacks. Going to be fun to watch uh, how they how they do. Yeah. Good luck to them on Georgia, though. It's oh yeah, we need, can I do it to hell with Georgia? But right. um, <laughs> how, when's the last time we've been see, uh, eighteen and three in basketball? You got to go back to since the run to the final. We got to be with yeah with Savelle and all those guys. It was uh, what's it? Yeah, you're right. That's, that's as far back as I was thinking. It might be even a little farther back, but like I said, you got to go back a ways. And like I said, this is a fun team to watch. I, I can honestly tell you, all the last four or five years have not been fun to watch Carolina, no. just like you and women, Clemson women basketball. Coach Boyle, if you play tonight, I probably didn't do my homework on it, but you're gonna win another one for them. We'll yeah, we're we'll gonna see. get you that raise. Doubt it. All right, <laughs> <laughs> let's talk Senior Bowl. We got a couple of Gamecocks yep. that are involved. Uh, Leggett uh, performing very well. He and the the Spencer Rattler uh, connection proved to be. very very big in day number two during the drill sets that are going on. Of course, they're going to get underway with all that. But this, guys, we'll talk about those guys. But looking at the quarterbacks that are in this compared to last year, when you look at last year, you had Henderson Hooker, um, you had Jay Con Honor, uh, Clayton Tone, Jared Hall, Max Dugan, Tyson Beggett, uh, Malachi Cunningham, probably the other big name that's there. Look at the names that are involved this year. Um, just, just phenomenal Bo names. Um, you got Bo Nix. You got Penix. Uh, you've got uh, Tulane's Michael Pratt, South Carolina Spencer Rattler, Tennessee's Joe Milton, um, Sam Hartman out of Notre Dame, and uh, South Alabama's Carter Bentley. I mean, if, if your team <laughs> you you want to pick a quarterback? This is the year to do it. I mean, there's some great ones. I'm gonna tell you the one I would go out to right now, and you caught him. I think maybe third there, and that's Michael Pratt from Tulane. Uh, his numbers have been crazy. He had a guy named McKenzie running the football, and he could just throw it to to whoever he had to catch it. Um, I'm still, you know, I, I don't I don't think Spencer's gonna be a starting quarterback in the NFL. I just don't think he will. I'd be a great backup to somebody, or else, like I told you today, maybe go this new league and try to make get your starting job. And I think he can be a good backup to somebody. I just don't think he's a guy I'm going to go out and spend a lot of money on. Now, if you bring him in in, like, free agency or something with Carolina or, or Atlanta or whoever goes to get him or something, I still say it's two guys, Bo Nicks, and I'm not even going to throw that joker at Southern Cal in this thing because he, every post you see <laughs> him on every team, I should be the first guy to draft from Southern Cal. And, I mean, it's Bo Nicks, Mike Penix, and then maybe that guy. But Pratt's one of the – one of the wild cards and the kid, Bentley. That kid's good, too. He didn't get a lot of, of reps at South Alabama against a lot of teams. I know Stan got to see him because they play in that in the fun belt. Don't they play fun belt? South Alabama. So, and I mean, that's the reason I really know who he is. And, I mean, so. And there's another guy, man. Why, not we, why aren't we talking about a guy from Coastal? 
I mean, he's a senior. He's, he is, but he's going yeah. to. He's got another year. Oh, he's he does have Carolina that. State, he yeah. does have that. He's going so, to state. Yeah, so that'll be a guy next year we'll look at. But then tell you, look, why and Sam Pickney down there. You know, you look at his numbers, and Sam is a senior. You know, why why was he left out of the senior bowl? I don't know if he was left out or if he chose that combine's more important to him, maybe. Well, and – Because his dad talked about he's trading with speed. His, his dad talked about it, too, that he doesn't feel disrespected by not going there. He's just one of those that uses it as a platform to work harder to get better. Um, and that's what he's doing. He, you know, he, he's not going to get to play with these guys and show off his talent. He'll do that at the combine here in a couple he's of He's working years. on speed. That's the one thing his dad was yeah. like, what? <laughs> he's pretty quick anyway. But he knows what he needs to do. And, I mean, I'd love to have seen him in it. Um, I, I just don't. I'd like to see it to where I don't have to see Rattler throwing it to X Man. I want. I want him to get used to somebody other than Spencer Rattler um, and other quarterbacks. I'm sure he will get that. I mean, it's gonna be a fun game to watch. I mean, because like I said, just as many receivers and running back, we're not even talking about the running backs in this thing, and we're not even really talking about your your defensive backs, your safeties, or your linebackers. So this is gonna be a fun game to watch. And for a coach, you just hate it. <laughs> Well, the thing about it, you, you, you've only got a week with the players. So, and these are quality athletes at every position. It's not just a quarterback position. It's, but actually, how many reps? You've got, what, five quarterbacks down there? When you get to the game Saturday, how many reps is each one of those quarterbacks going to get They'll probably you know, get a half quarter many, each. If how, time, many, yeah. how many carries is the running backs going to get? You know, how many times will Leggett get targeted? You know, how many chances does that linebacker have to make a play or that safety or the corner or the DNs, you know? <laughs> One thing I didn't look up, who are the coaches in this game? Uh, That's what I didn't look at. I didn't either. I'm, and And – a lot of times that has a lot to do with if you've got an assistant coach or a coach that's on the staff to what you're talking about, Stan. Like if it is a Gamecock on that staff, how many times Rattler throws, how many, how many targets does X-Man get? It's broken down in that aspect. And this is where your your scheme guys really come into play here. So um, that's, t- that's tough, though, because you don't know what kind of line we're working with. Um, so really that coaching staff means a lot or is going to determine a lot of who's going to get the balls. Unfortunately, it's going to come down to that. All right. Um, One o'clock Saturday yep. is when the Senior Bowl is. It'll be played at Hancock-Whitney Stadium. That's uh, home of South Alabama. Yeah, down there in Mobile, Alabama. Should so, Mr. Bentley's home. Should be rather is, warm. And this is a Mobile Mardi Gras weekend. <laughs> so, if you want to have starts some starts on fun, the 6th, yeah. I'll so say this. Go ahead, go on down to Mobile and get in with the Mardi Gras and see a good football game and then go party some more. I'll give you a bet. You're asking who got the most reps. I bet Bentley does at quarterback because he's playing at home. That's his home field. Uh, the Bentley uh, kid. So, if anybody gets yeah. any more throws than the other one, it's going to be the Bentley kid at home. Come on, Coach. you got to get a man something. <laughs> we don't always go to where – what are y'all calling this? What, Mardi Gras? Yeah. So, I it, we, it is the Mobile Mardi Gras that's weekend. It. It, that that it sounds is. like fun it, time, now, Gerald. Don't <laughs> confuse this with New Orleans, but uh, it yeah, is. New Orleans starts on the 6th, so it'll be yeah. a it, couple days after. This is Mobile. This is Mobile. You start Mobile and move on down. It there you go. The floats would just float on across the Gulf to New Orleans. You can probably jump on a cooler just moving by itself, <laughs> yeah. too. So. Doggone it. If they don't tell – they're not going to tell me who the coaches are. And I didn't – that's the reason I asked you because I haven't seen it. I mean, that, that's their official webpage. <laughs> they, are they, the not, coach, are they got the players listed. But are they, they not the going to list the case? It's going to be a surprise. These are your two coaches for them. <laughs> That'd be pretty funny, though. Yeah. I but wish they'd every, say, but they don't. Every team in the NFL has got multiple scouts there. Maybe they're running it. <laughs> maybe that, maybe the NFL's running this game. And every one of them's probably got a pad in there and making notes. <laughs> well, I'm sitting here and I'm looking at, at, at some of the, the wide receivers that are in this. You got Jamari Thrash out of Louisville, Jordan Whittington out of Texas, Florida State's got uh, Johnny Wilson. We saw what he did. Um, Jamea Bell is in this mix as well at the Senior Bowl from Florida State in South Carolina. Uh, Kansas State's tight end, uh, Ben Sinnott. Huge uh, yeah. that he had. Uh, Jared Wiley from TCU as well. 
Um, and then the running backs, uh, and this, by the way, is all part of the uh, uh, American team to go along with it. You look at the national team and, and, and who they've got. They've got uh, Javion Baker out of UCF, Western Kentucky's uh, Malachi Corley. You had Jacob Cowling out of Arizona, Luke McCaffrey from Rice, Florida's Ricky Pearsall, which – he should put on a show. He's good. Um, <laughs> Southern Cal's uh, Brendan Rice. You got North Carolina's uh, Tez Walker, who, by the way, has had a horrible week this week. He has done nothing but draw balls. Um, he's caught, I mean, all three days they, they sit there and he just has a case of the drop season. Just can't get over it. So we'll see if he plays or how much he plays. And then Michigan's wide receiver, Roman Wilson. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're going to see a lot of him. So uh, those, those are some of the big names that are there. Running back-wise, um, South Dakota State's uh, Isaiah Davis, I'm telling you, look for that jackrabbit to just fly when he gets the book. He's going to be the man. You know. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, senior bowl is going to be fun to watch, uh, all that. And if you're an offensive defensive lineman, you're going to have to look as well. Yeah. Sounds good, man. Yeah. Like I said, it's fun to look at, man, who's playing where, who's doing what. And so I love the opportunity. Uh, it'll be a fun game to watch. And, that's one we should go to, Tom Gary. Let's roll it. Yeah, it's not far away. It's what, about eight hours? To Chris Mobile just Alabama? wants to go to Mardi Gras. I want to go to Mardi Gras, man. Let's roll to Bur- Birmingham and get it started going to Vegas. Yeah, I mean, we'll just go to uh, New Orleans. New Orleans. After that. New Orleans. Well, Take a day to recover. I, th- I think, you know, the Mardi Gras in Mobile will probably be enough for all of us. <laughs> Well, Chris will probably want to go. Yeah, Chris may weeks. want to go home. But. Listen, I guarantee you I can find me a good Mexican restaurant with some thumping. Speaking, yeah. yeah, speaking of good restaurants, we're here at Michelle's Pizza today. Yeah. We want to thank uh, uh, the staff here. They did a fantastic job, great food, and they put us back here um, right beside the bar where we asked to be, and uh, it has been uh, a joy, not only food-wise, but uh, – It's a fun place to come yeah. to, man. They do a lot down here. Saturday nights are good. and Like I said, Seuss will be bartending here in a second. And, and Ricardo, Howard, I can't put him in the pocket, but we might get him in the back seat and just try to get out of town for it. Tim knows he's gone, but we'll try to bring him to you. <laughs> All right, I'm Tom Kierless, Chris Cox, the coach, Dan Spivey. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you on Monday. We are the Lakeland Sports Guys.